0: welcome back to the becoming ceo podcast where we decide every single day to become the ceo we were created to be over here we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved okay Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo-vang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey. All right. Let's have some fun, boo. I'm going to talk about money objections, specifically overcoming money objections. So we've all been there, right? Where maybe you're DMing back and forth with somebody and, you know, they start asking about price or maybe they even volunteer the information, right? Maybe they just volunteer that they have a really tight budget or that they may not be able to afford it, whatever, whatever, right? Um, Or maybe you do a call with someone and once it gets to the price or once you start talking prices, you know, now all of a sudden they have questions or, you know, maybe they just blatantly say that they can't afford it or whatever, right? And I wanted to talk about overcoming money objections because it's something that happens a lot. But it's also something that everybody has kind of differing opinions about how to actually overcome money objections. And so I just want to be transparent about myself and money objections. So in the beginning of my business, I did like spend a lot of time really trying to whenever somebody like gave me a money objection, whether it's I have to talk to my spouse or you know, I don't think I have it in my budget. I was convincing people, right? I was spending a lot of time on calls or, you know, via DMs, you know, convincing people. And even at times I would like change my prices. So crazy. But like, I would like change my prices to accommodate people and just whatever they would say about money objections or whatever money objection they had. But one thing that I have learned in the last few years is that it's not my job to overcome those signature money objections, like I need to talk to my spouse, or I don't have the money, it's not my budget, whatever, you know, that's out of my budget. It's just not for me to overcome those money objections, and I don't. So, <laughs> my stance on overcoming money objections is to not do it. But the way that you can do that and to kind of soften the blow, for lack of better words, that you're not going to overcome people's objections is to be very transparent upfront. I am super transparent about the pricing of my offers, right? Any of my programs, any of my offerings, it doesn't matter what business it is, whether it's my photography business, social media, my coaching, it does not matter. On my website, the price is there. (laughs) I don't hide the price. I don't, you know, make you get all the way to the contact form before you see the price. I don't do any of that stuff, right? Because I feel like when you do stuff like that, you set yourself up for price objections. If people can't find the price, if people can't readily see how much something costs, that is going to be like the first kind of red flag for them. And it's going to basically put them in a defensive position. So they're going to start feeling like, oh, this must be really expensive if I can't see the price of it. Right. And for some people, you know, maybe it makes them more interested for most of us. It doesn't. i gonna be honest. If I go to somebody's website or if I'm, you know, looking at their sales page and I, it takes too long for me to find the price. I'm immediately turned off because I just don't understand the need to hide your pricing. And, you know, this goes to a whole other argument of should your prices be on your website or not. I mean, I think you guys can tell where my stance is <laughs> on this, and I find that for a lot of people, we really do appreciate seeing the price upfront. And so, one thing with overcoming money objections, another thing I'm be transparent about is that I actually don't receive a ton of money objections. I don't get a ton of people that say to me, "I have to talk to my partner or my spouse, or you know, it's not my budget or whatever." Right? I don't really get to that point with people because my pricing is so clear and upfront and transparent that it's like, you're not even going to get on the call with me, or you're not even going to DM me or whatever. After you see the price, if you're like, this is just something that I can't do, right? You're going to go ahead and talk to your spouse or whatever before you even get to talk to me because you already have what you need. And that's another thing. Not only am I transparent about pricing, but I'm also very transparent about the value and what you can expect. I think a lot of times, And something that I see often is that people create these sales pages and they're pretty, right? It's a pretty sales page. You know, you share the name of your offer and you just hype that up, but there's no real information about the actual transformation or value that people can expect from your offer. And I'm not saying, you know, oh, this course has five modules and you know, we're doing weekly calls. No, I'm talking about the tangibles. Like what can people expect after working with you? You know, are you helping people, you know, save time? Will they walk away with a step-by-step plan or, you know, like what are, what's the details? What is the actual transformation people can expect? And a lot of times when that's missing, then when you do start talking through things like pricing, it's not that people have a money objection, but it's literally because they're confused about the offer. And so sometimes I feel like we confuse money objections or price objections, we confuse that with our clients actually being confused, right? With the customer actually not understanding what the offer entails or what the offer is supposed to be offering them. And so it's important that in our sales pages, in our copy, in our content, we're really, really clear about the end result, about the transformation that people can actually expect. So That's another thing. But I do want to also say this because I realized as I was talking, like, maybe it could sound like, dang, hey, like you, you're not going to like talk people through their mindset, you know, money mindset or whatever. No, I'm not. I don't because my job is to empower CEOs to make decisions. And for me, once I give you all the facts and the information, that's it. I'm not going to convince you. Like I'm not going to convince anybody. And I really encourage you to no longer convince people because the truth of the matter is is that when you have to convince somebody to invest in an offer like it just well let me let me say it this way you ever been convinced to do something like somebody just like kept on pushing at you like maybe you said you needed to talk to your partner and then they're like we can get on a call with your partner we can do this we can do that and then you know you say well you know it's kind of a little bit outside my budget oh we got payment plans we got that like you know, and so finally you just kind of break down and you go in and you do it and you join this thing or you purchase this whatever. And once you're in there, you start thinking to yourself, like, dang, this did not give what it was supposed to give. Like, you feel kind of duped into this offer in this situation. That if you have felt like that by someone else, you pushing so hard to overcome people's objections comes across as the same way. Now, here's the one thing I will say. There are times that somebody will say something to me and I can tell that they're on the fence. And again, this goes back to making sure that they're clear on the offer versus if they're giving me a money objection. So if people are unclear about the offer and I can tell by the way they're responding that it's just that they They're trying to add the value, right? They're trying to figure out, okay, is this the right value? So I'm going to give an example. I, I get people that DM me all the time, sometimes confused about the difference between the Becoming CEO Society membership versus the Becoming CEO Mastermind, right? Which is a very, like, that's easy to do. They're both named the exact same thing. So it can be very confusing when I'm talking about the society. It can be confusing when, boom, I start talking about the Mastermind and you're like, wait a second, like, what is what? So for things like that, I will take the time to not overcome money objections because the price is the price. It's, it, 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 that's not going to change, but I will take the time to answer additional questions. If I'm seeing that someone is kind of torn between the two offers and they're just not quite clear on the actual tangible results of each one. Right. And so, you know, the easiest thing to say is like, okay, the membership is ongoing. You know, it's a, it's, there's courses, there's things there for you to consume and you can ask questions. Very simple. Versus the mastermind, the mastermind is more in depth. You get more access to me. There's one-on-one coaching. There's, you know, whatever, whatever, right? So in, in terms of that, I'm not overcoming their money objection, even though price does usually come up in that conversation. It's not the money objection that I'm coming up with, or sorry, it's not the money objection that I am, you know, overcoming. It's that I'm clarifying for them what the offer is. And so I want to just encourage you and remind you like sometimes our offers are a little confusing. Like I fully recognize now (laughs) that the names of my offers may be a little bit confusing to somebody, right? Especially newer people to my brand. They may be really confused like, okay, there's becoming a CEO society and then there's this mastermind. Like what is happening here? That's very confusing. And I've actually been wrestling with the idea of changing the name of something so that it's less confusing. But, you know, so that's one thing, but it's another thing when someone is saying to you, you know, oh, I don't have the money or, you know, oh, I don't think I can do this. Now, I will say this. There have been times when someone has come to me and, you know, they do mention something about money and I know they're a good fit. They know they're a good fit, but the money is just something is not adding up for them. And in cases like that, if I've already gone into it, And when I said gone into it, I mean, I know from the beginning of when I'm marketing, if I know that I'm going to offer an extended payment plan, then at that time, I will offer that to them. But again, when it comes to overcoming money objections, it's not that I'm overcoming their objection. I'm just giving them one other option for payment if they want to sign up and join. But I don't spend a lot of time trying to convince people of the features or convince people why they need this. No. No, ma'am. No, no, ma'am. Because one thing I know for certain is that if I have to convince you to join, I got to convince you to stay. I got to convince you to show up. I got to convince you to do the work. I got to convince you every step of the way I'll be having to convince you, which actually ruins the experience for everybody else in the program, right? Because I'm spending all this time and energy on this person who from the beginning, they were already skeptical, you know? And so for me, when it comes to overcoming money objections, I truly feel like I have put the information out there for people to consume, right? You know what my offer is. You know what my pricing is. You know what value I'm offering. I've been very transparent about everything leading up to this point. When it's like when you're asking me questions, it should be clarifying questions. And if you are coming to me with any kind of money, anything, that's not my portion, right? I'm not going to tell you to take out a credit card, you know, or, you know, I'm not going to tell you to mortgage your home. Like I've heard crazy things where people are like, well, let's think of ways to help you pay for this? No, ma'am. In none of my businesses, do I ever tell someone, let's think of creative ways for you to be able to afford this. Uh, no, (laughs) I, I want people to join my containers that when they make the investment, it's not going to hurt you in your day-to-day life. And I feel like that's a disservice that a lot of people do when you overcome money objections, right? When you try to figure out ways for people to afford your offers, or when you try to, you know, tell people like, oh, we'll just take out a, you know, take out a loan or put it on a credit card or whatever, right? When you tell people to do stuff like that, it sets them up for failure because now all they're doing is stressing about paying it, right? They're stressing about paying back the credit card company or they're stressing about paying you on time or whatever. You don't need that energy in your programs. You don't need that energy. You don't need those type of clients, right? And so like, even when I think about my, my service-based businesses, so the photography business and for the social media agency, you know, I get a lot of clients. (laughs) I get a lot of clients actually who tell me my prices are too high. And that's okay, right? I'm totally okay with people feeling like my price is too high. And for me, that's not an objection that I'm going to overcome, right? It's just not. If someone needs to talk to their spouse about taking photos for their brand, that has nothing to do with me. (laughs) It has nothing to do with me. And I am not going to take the time to overcome that objection. Same thing with the social media agency. Like if you need to talk to your spouse about me doing your social media, You can like, okay, after someone says something like that to me, all I say is, okay, hope to hear from you soon. I follow up and let it be what it's going to be. You know, we have to, as CEOs, we have to detach ourselves from the outcome, right? And just do the activity. Our job is to present people with the information. Our job is to present people with our offer, with our solutions, with what value we can add to them, to tell them the price and then to back off, right? let people make decisions. Okay. Everybody can, well, hopefully everybody can read, right? Everybody can read the sales page. Everybody understands basic math. They they can look at their finances and they can tell if this is something they can do or if they can't do it. And again, like I said, there are going to be circumstances or situations where you're like, you know what? I could offer this person like a a little bit of a different payment plan and it still be worth it, right? Whatever the situation may be. But- it's really important that we kind of get out of this mindset of feeling like we have to overcome money objections. It's just, for me, I just find it's not necessary. And I find that I would much rather spend 15 minutes on the phone or, you know, 30 minutes DMing somebody back and forth, answering questions that are actually going to move the needle forward, right? That actually help them figure out what, which one of my offers is best for them. Or, maybe none of my offers are good for them. And that's cool too, right? I would much rather spend my time doing that than to spend time basically kind of strong arming somebody into joining my programs, right? It's just, it's above me. <laughs> it's so, it's so above me. And I I really hope that this like encourages you to bless and release when it comes to money objections and to know that there is somebody else out there ready to pay. Right. There's somebody out there ready to join your program or to be your next VA client or to be your next photography class. Like there is somebody that is ready. But when you spend so much time and energy on this one person who, truth be told, when people have money objections, they're probably not gonna sign up anyway. Like I'm gonna be honest. I when I think back at people that I, you know, did the whole money objection game with, <laughs> maybe two of them signed up. And it was, it wasn't a bad experience, but it definitely was something where I had to throughout the entire process, just really work hard at convincing them to trust me and to do the work. And that's another thing. When I find money objections, and a lot of times it's, you know, oh, I need to talk to my partner or I don't have it in my budget or whatever, right? When those kind of things come up, a lot of times it's because the person doesn't trust you, right? And maybe it's, they don't trust that you can provide what you say you can Maybe it's they don't trust that you can get them that desired result. Maybe they don't trust the process or maybe they maybe it's just not adding up, right? Like for them, they're like, hmm, I don't think that it should cost as much. And that's, that's their prerogative, right? It's their prerogative if they feel like the price shouldn't be the price. But guess what? That has nothing to do with you. <laughs> nothing at all. It has nothing to do with you. Give the price. Explain the ROI, right? So what is the return on investment? What is the outcome or what is the transformation that they can expect, right? That goes on a sales page or on our website. And then release, right? It's just that simple. I explain what you're getting, I tell you the value of it, I tell you exactly what you can expect from this transformation, how I'm going to show it for you, what kind of work I'm going to do for you. I give you the price and then I release. Okay? After that, it's not my portion anymore. It's just not It's not for me to stress out about. I think so often, you know, we get these people and we get excited, right, about getting a client. Like even I do. I I get excited about every single client. Like it don't matter. I get excited if you just express interest, right? But I also have learned that I have to release any outcomes. I can't get attached because I feel like somebody may be a dream client. And that happens to me a lot. It happens to me a lot where Somebody will fill out an inquiry and I'm like, oh my gosh, this person is a dream. I'm so excited about this, whatever, whatever. And then for whatever reason it doesn't work out, right? But that's not my portion. I can't, I can't stress out about that, you know, because I don't know where people's finances are. And that's another thing. Overcoming objections or money objections specifically. And you know what? It's not even just money objections. There are a lot of objections that I actually don't overcome because I just don't feel the need to. But we're talking about money. But a lot of times I am finding that, you know. People will have, you know, whatever their thing is. And I had to realize that it wasn't a reflection of me and it had everything to do with where that person currently is, right? We don't know people's pockets. We don't know people's living situations or their money situation or anything. And so for us to assume that someone can pull out a credit card or to charge, you know, our services on the credit card, that's a bit crazy. (laughs) That, like, that's just, it's just really crazy to me. And I've heard a lot of, I've seen a lot of like objection templates and stuff like that, where they, where they say like problem solve with them, creative ways for them to be able to pay. And it's like, why am I going to spend 30 minutes looking like going through your finances? That is just crazy to me. Like, I just, I don't understand. Maybe nobody has ever experienced this. I hope that you haven't experienced something like this, because I just think that's crazy to sit down on a call with someone and try to create ways for them to be able to pay you. And I think that it's really sleazy and just in, in my humble opinion, I think that's really sleazy because I know that I, I, it's happened to me and I know it didn't feel good for someone to say like, oh, well, you know, if you have a credit card, you could pay it on a credit card and, you know, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> no, like this is not going to happen. So yeah, that's another thing. Like, We don't know what people's real life situation is. And so for us to really overcome money objections, it's kind of, you know, for lack of better words, invasive. Now, again, I will say sometimes, and you can tell in the conversation, sometimes it could be like a mindset thing. And when I say a mindset thing, I wanna be really careful because I have a few philosophies on like mindset blocks. And so that's a whole nother conversation. But what I will say is, if you can tell someone is a good fit and all the things are there, right? It's not that they don't have the money, which is hard to know, you know, like, I'm just gonna be honest, it's hard to know if somebody actually has the money or not. But sometimes you can tell that, like, it's not really about the money. And I will say that a lot of times people will blame the price or the money when they don't trust you, right? When they are afraid, like, there's a there's another feeling or another underlying issue for them. And if it's something that's really apparent, like you can tell from the conversation that you lost them at some point or if you can tell from the conversation that it may just be a confidence thing right like maybe they're not trusting themselves i want to encourage you to give them a little bit of room to breathe and just say hey listen i know this was a lot to talk about you know and i really appreciate you being like transparent and open with me let's take some time to sleep on it i think so often like we want to jump in and get people to purchase our services or to join our programs that we forget that sometimes people need to sleep on it. Like I'm a sleep on it kind of person. Like I need to sleep on it, but I will wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and boom, I will sign up and you'll be like, dang, like that was crazy. But like, that's how I am. Like I need to take a nap and to close my eyes for a second, pray about it and come back. And so I think that we need to extend that same grace to people instead of trying to just push them from here's the offer, here's the price, buy it. Right. So that's something else to just kind of think about. But. I have a lot of thoughts. Like I have so many thoughts about my objections and overcoming objections in general, because I really feel like, you know, if you clearly say what your offer is, like if it's very clear on your website, and I even said this to somebody recently, they were asking me all these questions. And I was like, you know, darling, actually, here's my website. It's really straightforward from here. <laughs> you know, because it, sometimes it is that straightforward, right? Like I really try to make sure. That I give as many details and put everything out there and sometimes when you're talking via DM or whatever things can get lost in translation and stuff and I want to make sure that I'm giving you everything that you need to make an informed decision right because as CEOs that is our only job our job is to well we have multiple jobs but our one of our primary jobs is to make decisions that move the needle forward for your business and so as a CEO, I want to also empower CEOs and it doesn't matter what business it is, right? Whether it's my photography business, I want to empower CEOs to know that or to trust that they will be getting images that will help them and elevate their brand. For my social media agency, I want them to trust that they are making the right decision to hire someone to help them grow on social media or to help them build a more engaged community on social media, whatever. If you hire me as your coach, if you join one of my programs, I want you to feel empowered in your decision to know that you'll have somebody here to support you and cheer you on and to help you figure out the next steps and to problem solve and do all those things, right? And it would be a disservice for me to sit down and in any of those things, it would be me doing you a huge disservice to try to convince you and to manipulate you into making a decision just because I wanted to sign a new client, right? And sometimes people don't realize that overcoming money objections specifically, it does look a bit money hungry. It does look a little greedy. And I'm not saying don't overcome money objections, right? If you are a beast at overcoming money objections, if you are doing it with empathy and compassion, if you're doing it with an integrity, go for it, boo. Like go for it. But this is for the people who, whenever money comes up, you're just like, uh, uh what? Like I'm one of those people, whenever money comes up and you start, people start doing all the back and forth with me. I'm like, okay, boo, I don't know what to say to you right now. I want to give you permission today to know that you can bless and release, right? You can, after you've explained the transformation, after you've given the price, you can release and know that anything else that happens, that's on them. That's on them to figure out, right? It's not for you to figure out. This person is a grown adult, you know, I'm sure we're all working with adults this is a grown adult. They can make decisions. They're smart enough to read the sales page. If they have any questions, of course, I'm always open to answering questions. But also we have to, we have to set that firm boundary from the beginning in that you are the expert, right? And whatever it is that you do, you are the expert. And so we have to be careful not to fall into the victim, not victim, I'm sorry, to fall into the whole convincing people to to work with us. Because I promise you, just as much as you have to convince them to hire you, you're going to have to convince them to give you whatever you need to do your job. And oh, that's the worst. When you have to convince people that they need to do X, Y, and Z, it's like, dang, you clearly didn't, like, you clearly don't understand what this is because I'm having to convince you of every single step. So that's pretty much all I wanted to say about that. I hope this is not sound too abrasive. I wonder if I should make this like a live too, because I feel like this would be a really good live topic to go back and forth with people on. I don't know, because I'm not going to go back and forth about nothing, especially not my own opinion. <laughs> and I, I want to make this disclaimer. I know it's at the end, but I do want to make a disclaimer. And I want to say that this is just my opinion, right? Everybody doesn't have to feel this way. Everybody doesn't have to operate their business this way. If you want to overcome money objections, if you are a like money mindset person, like. Maybe you have a completely different perception of this and maybe you have like some really helpful tools for people. But I just find for myself and for the businesses that I have, and the companies that I run, the things that I do, I just find that nine times out of 10, like overcoming money objections, it's just, it ends up being more energy than it's worth. And it also ends up putting me specifically when it's me and even my clients It ends up putting us in a position where we kind of feel From the beginning, energetically trained by that client or by that person, right? And that's another thing. Sometimes overcoming money mindset stuff, I mean, not money mindset, but overcoming money objections, it puts us in a place where we're already feeling energetically depleted by that person. And it makes it hard for us to show up in a full capacity when it's time to do the work. And so I will say, just be really mindful when you're overcoming money objections. Again, if it's clarifying something they don't understand, That's one thing. But if it's like, you know, convincing them that they can afford it or, you know, telling them that they have limiting beliefs, like that's one thing I will not do. I will not tell somebody they have a limiting belief. That's so, anyway, but like, it's just, when you do that, your energy from the beginning of your relationship, it changes, like it's a little bit off. And so that's another reason why I'm just not really big on overcoming the objections as well. But anyway, y'all, let's be getting long because I just, I'm literally laying in the bed next to the king just talking my little heart out. (laughs) I'm trying to get ahead of the podcast so we stay consistent, you know, you know me. But yeah, so that's it. That's how I feel about overcoming money objections. I would love for us to talk about this. Like if you're listening, I want you to send me a DM on Instagram and I want to talk more about this. I want to talk about your thoughts and maybe you guys can like give me some more insight. Like I, I'm always open to more insight when it comes to money objections, especially if you're a money or if you're a mindset person, like I would love to, dig more into the conversation that way so yeah boo thanks so much for hanging out for me and until next time i'll talk to you later darling thanks so much for tuning in don't forget to follow me on the gram at mrs k hillman and let me know you're picking up what i'm putting down take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so i know it's real may you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the ceo and woman you were designed to be until next time let's get this money